and welcome to season two episode one of the empowered psychology podcast my name is cristela and i am the founder of empowered psychology empowered psychology is an educational platform and community that gives a voice to those with visible and invisible illnesses with the goal of empowering others to overcome adversity and create their dream lives. I am so excited to have you here today because today is, I'm just gonna be honest, I'm sharing a very, very, very powerful message that I know is going to help so many people. This message is so powerful. It literally will transform your life if you apply it and if you dedicate and commit yourself to it, your life will change forever. I'm serious. So I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Now, what are we going to talk about today? So today we're going to be talking about proactive health. So yes, a few weeks ago I had my first event, which was amazing. And it was about proactive health. I shared my guide to proactive health, which is available to you guys now. And I'm going to go through my seminar so that you guys can get the most out of this beautiful, amazing, powerful message. And it was also a collaboration with my amazing friends, Julieta and Patty, who are the founders of a nonprofit called Surviving Sudden Cardiac Arrest. And they gave an amazing CPR and AED training. Now, this was a private event. It was with my closest friends. And honestly, I did that because I didn't think if I made the event public that people would go. But after posting it, I saw that so many people wanted to go. And so I am now inspired to do even more events and more events are coming in the future but i just want to thank everyone who has supported me throughout my journey and starting empowered psychology i've received so much support so much love and look now guys we're on season two episode one of my podcast like what yes um and we're not stopping i have so much amazing things planned for season two so stay tuned but for now let's get started and let's go through this guide on how to create a proactive health system in your life so what is proactive health proactive health is an act and or acts of self-love one takes in advance in order to ensure vitality and safety in regard to one's physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. This definition is by me, Cristela Villatoro. I have to say that because I'm very proud of this definition that I came up with, and it came from my heart. So, proactive health, like I said, is an act and or acts of self-love one takes in advance in order to ensure vitality and safety in regards to one's health. Now, vitality and safety, those are really two important words that are really important to my health. When I think about my health, those are the two things that come to mind, to, to mind for me, vitality and safety. So vitality is the capacity for survival or for the continuation of a meaningful and purposeful life. And safety is the condition of being protected from or unlikely to cause danger, risk, or injury. So as a lot of you guys know, I have lupus and lupus is a very scary and unpredictable illness and through this system that i'm sharing with y'all this is how i have been able to get in remission and now stay in remission so when it comes to my health that is what i'm always thinking about vitality and safety vitality is really what keeps me focused on my purpose focused on my light um, the light of life and then safety is really important because as i said this illness lupus and a lot of other illness because this concept and uh, way of thinking can be applied to any illness 
safety is really important a lot of the problems that people are facing mentally and then physically is because they feel unsafe so safety is super super important now one thing that i want to point out that is really important is that health is an action health is an action it's not an idea it's i mean yeah it is an idea but most of all the idea in order for the idea and the concept to come to life you need to make it come to life through what you do which is action so here on this uh seminar that i have linked down below make sure that you have a piece of paper or you have it printed or on your notes or something I have some affirmations here and before I go through these affirmations I want to go through the importance of affirmations so why are affirmations important well you are a product of your unconscious slash subconscious affirmations so there are two kinds of affirmations there are negative affirmations which are negative beliefs that hinder you these are words and sentences that you keep saying to yourself about problems, limitations, and obstacles. And then there are positive affirmations, which are positive phrases or statements used to challenge negative or unhelpful thoughts. Now, based on research, affirmations only work if you implement regular and intentional practice. So this can lead to long-term changes to the way you think, which then leads to long-term changes to the way that you feel. So this strengthens our resilience when adversity comes. And guys, um, believe it or not, affirmations is what you have told yourself. And unfortunately, a lot of us are engaging and mostly negative affirmations which is really hard and at some point um you started to adopt those thoughts initially it started as a thought and then now it's a belief and at this point it's just automatic that you think negatively of yourself and in order for this system to work for you you need to stop that it needs to we need to put that to an end so you have to start practicing and with intention and frequency and consistency, these affirmations. Because this, this is what's going to give you the power, the will, the love to conquer whatever illness that you are battling. So here are the health affirmations that I put. So number one, my health matters and it is the most important aspect of my life. Health is the most important aspect of your life without your health you have nothing so two i am capable of creating a proactive structure of health in my life that will take care of my mind body and spirit those are the three components of who you are your mind your body and your spirit three i am an amazing person who is worthy of living and empowering and purposeful life reclaim it claim it over again because what I'm telling you is the truth you are an amazing person who is worthy of living an empowering and purposeful life Four, my body is a temple and through my actions I will respect and love it powerful I'm gonna say that one again number four my body is a temple and through my actions I will respect and love it and number five, I am beautiful and my health is a reflection of the miracle of life. Life is a miracle. Life is a miracle and we need to start having gratitude. So these five affirmations are so powerful because one, you acknowledge the, the power of your health and the importance in your life. And then you also are building your self-confidence and self-love by acknowledging that you are an amazing person, that you are capable of creating a proactive structure of health, that your body is a temple, you're reclaiming, rebuilding that self-love and will into your mind, body, and spirit. 
and also you are expressing gratitude for the miracle of life because life is a miracle the fact that we are able to breathe the fact that as a species we have evolved to be able to be resilient and still survive despite all the things that humanity has gone through life is a miracle so these are the five affirmations that i created for the concept of proactive health so now that we know and understand what proactive health is we are going to move on to the health breakdown which i have broken down into four parts so the first part is your physical health your physical health is defined as the well-being and proper function of the internal and external body parts organs tissues and cells the second part is your emotional health so your emotional health refers to the well-being of our personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Emotional health is about how we think and feel about ourselves, how we handle adversity, and how we recognize both our own and other people's emotions. Now, something interesting is that your emotional health, I put this first before mental health because your emotional health is actually what determines your mental health. Now, mental health is a, refers to a person's cognitive, behavioral, social, and emotional well-being. And then last but not least, actually this should have been number one, is your spiritual health. So your spiritual health refers to one's interconnectedness with God. Spiritual health is essential for possessing meaning and purpose in life, having a clear set of beliefs, and living in accordance to one's morals, values, and ethics. As you guys know, I am a believer, and God has saved my life multiple times. And in regards to my journey with lupus, God saved my life. So I give all glory to him and spiritual health is a very huge and actually the most important aspect of your of of this health breakdown. All of these aspects are important, but your spiritual health is is super important. Super super important. We all need something to believe in. We all need hope and we all should know that God loves us and God is there for us and he doesn't want you to live in misery. He does not want you to live in misery and having have to deal with the stuff that we have to deal with with this illness and when you hold on to God and when you put your faith in God, trust me, he will help you get out of it. How do I know that? He did it for me. I am a living example of God's miracles. Okay, so now let's move on to how to create proactive health systems. So my entire idea behind this is stay ready so you don't have to get ready. When you are dealing with an illness, like I mentioned, I have lupus. So I'm gonna talk about this in the context of lupus. When you have lupus, lupus is very unpredictable and lupus is different for everybody. So in regards to my lupus, my lupus is either on or off. And when it is on, it is on in very horrible ways. And when it's off, I have no problems. Um, and what I've seen is that my lupus comes and when it comes, it, it, it comes out of nowhere and it's unforgiving and it knocks me off my feet. So I cannot be scrambling, trying to figure everything out. Okay, who are my doctors? Who are my support team? What do I do, blah, blah, blah. No, because it, it, time is everything. As I have mentioned in season one, where I've made a lot of episodes, y'all need to go check that out, about lupus, timing is everything. Timing, is, you can't play with time in an illness because sometimes it's too late and there's damage that can be irreversible now with the power of god he can heal you of anything and that has happened with me um for example when i first got sick my kidney was 50 percent almost 50 percent destroyed and god healed my kidney but you you don't even want to risk that so you have to stay ready you have to create the system so that when things do go down at least you have something to fall back on and this is amazing because at the end once i go through this seminar i'm going to share my testimony of how this actually played out in my life 
and it's gonna be amazing so how do you implement this system so i created this system based on the five pillars of empowered psychology now the five pillars of empowered psychology are awareness intention wisdom diligence and open mindedness step one to creating this system is to understand the power of intention in the healing and conquering process so intention is a thing intended an aim or plan it's planning a course of action with foreknowledge of its goal or of working towards a desired and foreseen objective. You have to identify your why. Why do you want to create this proactive healthcare system? As you see on my seminar, I make y'all write this out because there's something really powerful that happens when you write things out and you have to identify your why because that's what's going to keep you going. In this journey, just already prepare yourself for bumps on the road and adversity. It's going to happen. And your why and your intention behind why you want to live, why you want to conquer this illness is going to keep you going during those times. So we're going to establish that first, your why. So question number one, why do you want to prioritize your health? I'm going to give you, pause this video and write that out. Why? Why do you want to prioritize your health and be 100% honest? That's another thing. When you're going through this seminar, you need to be 100% honest. I don't care if you think, oh, what I'm saying is bad, whatever. I don't care if you think this is a dumb reason, superficial reason to want to prioritize your health. It doesn't matter because that's actually what you feel. You can only authentically grow and heal when you are 100% honest. If you are not 100% honest, then there's really, you're just wasting your time doing the seminar. You have to be 100% honest. So I want you to say your why why do you want to prioritize your health after you go through that you're going to go into number two why is it important to implement a proactive approach to your health this is super important and this will help you identify and have that light the bulb blink in your mind as into why you need a proactive healthcare system and you do Proactive health and healthcare, my bad, system. Proactive health system, you need this in order to conquer this illness, to get and stay in remission. There's no other way you can do it. So there you go. These two points, I want you to write it out, reflect, read it as many times as you, as you want. Why do you want to prioritize your health? And two, why is it important to implement a proactive approach to your health? Now, we are going to move on to awareness. Now, we need this concept of intersectionality, which was coined by the amazing lawyer, political activist, social activist, Kimberly Crenshaw. Um, we're going to use this critical framework of intersectionality in order to cultivate awareness. So intersectionality is defined as a critical framework that teaches us how to approach our experiences and identities on multiple levels. By understanding how different aspects of our lives intersect, we are able to uniquely approach our adversity and growth. So here on my seminar, I have this exercise and the instructions is to identify the different aspects of yourself. And I have these bubbles where you can reflect. So here's what um, I, this is what these bubbles um, say. H. Gender identity, location, culture, social economic status, occupation, sexual orientation, physical health, education, appearance, religion, political affiliation, language, ability, race, ethnicity, and hobbies. All of these different aspects of yourself intersect and create your unique individual experience on this earth. And it's very, very important for you to be aware of all of these aspects of yourself and how they intersect because this is what's going to put you in a mindset to see how you fit into society so that you can create your own unique system that works best for you now here in empowered psychology yes i share how i got through things but i hope that through my teachings and through what i share with you guys that you are able to take it and apply it to your life because this is what has worked for me but i want you to use what is going to work 
for you. I'm giving you this information so that you can take it and apply it to your life. So after you identify these different aspects of your life and understand the framework of intersectionality, we're going to move on to the second part of awareness, which is where you reflect and describe how these different aspects of yourself intersect and create your own experiences in life. So here is the journaling practice where you're going to take this page and then reflect. And by the time you finish that exercise, you should have a better understanding of yourself. Now, we have identified our intentions and we've also cultivated awareness. Now we're going to move on to wisdom. So wisdom is a skill. Wisdom is one's ability to set aside their feelings and desire for temporary satisfaction in order for one's greater good. Wisdom is the willingness and ability to apply the knowledge one has and ask complex questions. Wisdom is ultimately a mental and spiritual strength that one acquires through intentionally applying knowledge in order to achieve one's goals and have a peaceful and victorious life. So here, we're going to do a lot of reflecting. Uh, the first question I ask is how is your state, how is the state of your physical health? The next question, how is the state of your emotional health? The third question, how is the state of your mental health? The fourth question, how is the state of your spiritual health? Then we're going to move on and we're going to bring back the concept of intention. What? Are your intentions in regards to your physical health next what are your intentions in regards to your emotional health next what are your intentions in regards to your mental health and last what are your intentions in regard to your spiritual health now we're really grounding in that purpose the purpose of all this reflection is to ground in that purpose and intention so that you can have the strength and the will to conquer whatever illness you are needing to conquer. The ninth question, what resources and who are the people you can count on to help you along this journey? We as humans have not been designed to go through things alone, hence why there are three plus billion people on this earth. You are not meant to go through things by yourself. So for any of y'all who have adopted that philosophy of I can do it on my own, where it, it ends right here. In order for this system to work, you need to accept that you need people in order to conquer this illness. And matter of fact, your healing is going to progress faster when you have that support system. And if you don't have it, go find it go find it i can say right now that i i feel like one of the main reasons why i have healed or i have gone in remission and why i've stayed in remission is because of the love that my friends and my family has for me and their support throughout this journey this understanding i have been a hundred percent honest about how this illness affects me and how i feel and because i feel open and not afraid because the problem with this illness lupus is that it brings a lot of shame in regards to social context and the way that we feel because we are going through so much adversity that it, it makes us feel like we're not normal in regards to what society says is normal and a lot of us are too ashamed to say how we really feel. But the power comes when you are not afraid to say how you really feel and you are open and honest about how you feel because then you're inviting people to help you. You're inviting that love. And that love has given me strength. It has given me power. It has given me hope. And it's one of the main reasons why I'm not afraid of this illness anymore because I know that I have the resources and the people who are going to help me not judge me and give me the love I need in order to conquer this illness. So you need to identify that. And if you don't have that in your life, go find it. And trust me, you can find it. There are people out there. I know some of us have gone through traumas and we have lost our hopes and relationships, but don't, don't fall into that lie because relationships are the most powerful things, one of the most powerful things in the world. And 
in, in the human experience, I'm not even saying the world, in the human experience, relationship is one of the most powerful things and you need relationships in order to survive. We have seen that in the research, people who don't have friends are more likely to be depressed, commit suicide. You need love, you need community. And this is where you do it for yourself. Go to lupus support groups, whatever illness you have, bipolar disorder, depression, um, sickle cell anemia, aplastic anemia, heart problems, cancer, go to support groups and find that system. And trust me, you're gonna walk out of there a different person because there is nothing more powerful than the love in a community. So we have gone through our intentions, we have gone through awareness, and now we have gone through wisdom. By now you should be fully grounded in where you are within the context of your life and your illness, and also what you want. And I hope that what you want is to get in remission. So now let's move on. Now, here is where you have to commit and be diligent. Now, what is the definition of commitment? Commitment is defined as the act of binding yourself intellectually or emotionally to a course of action. We return to that word action because health is an action. You have to identify the practices and habits that are going to either put and or keep you in remission. So now we are going to go through diligence. So diligence is steady, intentional, and energetic effort and work. Diligence stems from commitment. It's conscientiousness, determination, and perseverance when doing something. It's the act of being committed to a task or purpose. So motivation is unreliable. I want you to throw the concept of motivation just out of your head. We are going to be committed. Commitment. Commitment is the word of, of this seminar too. There's a lot of important information of this seminar, but I want you to really put commitment in your head because in order for this to work, you have to be committed. And motivation is just so unreliable that we're not even going to entertain it. That's why you must be diligent and committed. So those who are diligent and committed have a proactive mindset. They may not be in the mood every day to do the things they need to do, but they do it anyways. Why is that? Because diligence and commitment rewires your mind to focus on the results of your work in order to take action rather than relying on what you feel in the moment in order to take action. You have to be committed. You have to see the bigger picture. And that's where the proactive mindset comes into place. Because as humans, our emotions vary throughout the day. But when your mind is strong and when you understand that health is an action and what I do today matters and determines what happens tomorrow, you can grow in maturity and have that power and that will to be committed to this process and start to heal yourself. Those actions that you do every day is what's going to determine your healing. So the results of this journey is shaped by one factor and that is consistency. Consistency has nothing to do with how you feel and everything to do with the power and strength of your will. And there are three underlying principles of consistency. The first is patience. Patience. We have to be patient. I feel like in the day and age that we live in, patience is hard for everybody. I feel like, you know, the media companies are intentionally trying to make us less and less and less patient. And we have to fight this. We have to fight this. You have to be patient. You have to be patient when it comes to conquering illnesses because it's just the way that the law of life works. Look, you know, whenever I think about the law of life, I look at nature. I, I have nature tell me uh, what the law of life is. And when we see those big, big, big trees that are huge, I mean, some are like the size of skyscrapers, you think 
do you think that that happened overnight? No, that happened throughout hundreds of years. So do you think that you're going to heal overnight? No, because that would actually be against nature, which would make it not real. You have to be patient. And when you are patient, that is how you authentically heal. And that is how you maintain that healing and stay in remission. Because you are willing to go through the process of changing your lifestyle. Which is hard. It's hard to change your lifestyle. You are willing to be consistent. You are willing to wait. And throughout that process, you are building a strong mindset. You are building permanent habits. And you are building permanent freedom through your healing. You have to be patient. The second principle of consistency is belief. What you believe is everything. What you believe determines your perceptions and perspective of life. And you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe that you can heal. A lot of us aren't healing because we don't believe that it is possible and that it's not your fault because when your body is telling you that you're in pain, you're done, you're tired all the time, you can't do this, you can't do that, it is so easy to conform to what the body is telling you. But that is where you turn on your mind. That is where you turn on your mind and you reclaim your power and you speak life into yourself through these affirmations that I have throughout this seminar that you can and you will conquer this and you are capable of creating this proactive healthcare system in your life and proactive health system and that you are worthy of living a meaningful and purposeful life. It all starts with your beliefs. And the third principle is what you value. A lot of us don't even know what we value. Do you value life? Do you value walking? The fact that you can walk, your physical ability, do you value love? Do you value relationships? If you don't know what you value, then you're literally just like going through the flow in life and, and, and not knowing what's going on. And then you question, what, why, why is my life like this? What's going on? Well, it's because you don't know what you value. When you know what you value, you then have direction about what you want and control on how to create a life that you enjoy. You have to know what you value. So those are the three underlying principles of consistency. Patience, belief, and values. Now, I'm going to give you six tips to develop consistency. The first, remind yourself of your goals and intentions every day. Boom. If you've already gone through this practice that I have for y'all, through this seminar, there you go. Like, you already have what, what you need to read every single day to lock this in your brain, in your heart, in your spirit, and remind yourself every day of your goals and intentions, which is super important. Number two, celebrate your progress. What's wrong with celebrating yourself? You know, I, I feel like a lot of us, including myself, like, we don't celebrate ourselves, and I've been, I started to, like, celebrate myself way more, and at first it felt very strange, but celebrating yourself is one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself because you need to be your own cheerleader and your own best friend within this journey of life in general especially with conquering this illness but just in life in general you need to be your number one cheerleader number three reassess and learn from your from the mistakes that you make boom you have to reassess and this journey is not going to be perfect and just because it didn't go the way that you planned doesn't mean that you failed you need to be able to reflect and reassess so that is the only way that you're going to grow and that you're going to create permanent change in your life number four join a support group to keep you accountable reach out to your friends you know i'm on my weight loss journey right now and luckily I've lost weight, I'm so happy about it. But um, I've had to reach out to my friends to keep me accountable and guess what, it worked. Because now we, it's like we're a team. We're all together trying to get fit and take care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And that has been one of the strongest factors that keeps me going is knowing that I have support. 
reach out for support, create your own systems, go to support groups. There are people out there who want to see you win and who will help you. Number five, give yourself adequate time to make and see changes. Patience, patience, give yourself adequate time to make and see changes. And number six is to create a sustainable plan. I am all about sustainability and if it, and if it is not sustainable, let's, let's reassess. You need to make a sustainable and realistic plan in order for this to work. Now, through diligence, like I said, you have to identify the practices and habits that are going to either put and or keep you in remission. So for me, what does that look like? Number one, every day, I prioritize my relationship with God through what? Prayer, reading the Bible, and attending Mass every Sunday. That is, when I tell you that has transformed my life, I, I, it has transformed my life. And it is the most important part of my healing and my remission is my relationship with God. I have to prioritize my relationship with God. And when those days that I quote unquote don't have time because that doesn't exist, I know the difference. I feel it. And at this point, it's just habitual and it is within me. And God, you don't have to, you can talk to him anywhere. You can talk to him anywhere. So that that's one thing I do for myself every day is prioritize my relationship with God. Number two is my journaling and gratitude practices. Every day when I wake up, I journal. I write how many hours I slept. And I also write five things I'm grateful for. You need to do that. You need to ground yourself in gratitude. Gratitude and being grateful in general is really, really important. I tell people this. <laughs> the first sign that you get that someone is ungrateful, run. And if you are ungrateful, start to work on it. Because being grateful will transform your life. Number three, expressing the gratitude through action. And how do I do this? Through celebration, celebration of life. And how do I ce celebrate my life? By loving my family, my son, and my friends and spending time with them. There's nothing better than spending time with the people you love and that love you. Then. I express my gratitude through action, through exercising, stretching, and dancing. The fact that you have physical capabilities and abilities is a miracle. And when you exercise, stretch, and dance, that is you literally celebrating life and your body. Um, and being mindful about my physical and mental abilities and optimizing my capabilities as a lot of y'all know i am training um in my dancing i am a dancer and i'm training to be better every single day and that is me optimizing my capabilities your body is capable of doing so much and it's one thing to express the ability of what your body can do but it's another thing to start to work on its capabilities and that can be through dance that can be through exercise and weight training and crossfit and cycling or whatever but getting creative with what your body can do is super powerful and is a celebration of life another thing i do is sleep prioritize my sleep seven hours plus that that is a non-negotiable for me my sleep your sleep is super important especially if you have lupus you need to sleep then the other thing I do, which is really important and is also a non-negotiable, is eating healthy. I eat my fruits every single day, my veggies, my juice, which consists of ginger, lemon, and orange. I take my medication and my supplements every day. Hydration every single day. Also, maintaining a clean space. Super, super important and actually has been a struggle in my life until now. It has been something that I have developed, but maintaining a clean space is everything and is super important for your mental sanity. Sanity, yes. Time away from social media, 
and investing in meaningful interactions. And that is real connections and relationships, face-to-face -face interactions, conversations, adventures, out in nature. Nature is everything. Nature tells you the law of life. And nature brings out the best parts of ourselves. Go on a walk with your best friend. Go on a walk with your mom. Go on a walk with your brother or sister. Go outside. Go invest in meaningful experiences that have nothing to do with social media, technology, or any of that other stuff. Self-care routines. So as a lot of y'all know, I'm in my hair growth journey as well. Look how far my hair has come. Um, of course, it's not the length that I want it, but it's okay. I'm taking care of it. It's healthy. And... I'm going to get there and self-care routines are really really important you know your hair your face your body your nails massages your lotion you need to take care of yourself and your body it is an act of love and then the last thing is your vision and goals write a to-do list keeping track of what you do writing your intentions journaling being able to reflect okay did i do all the things that i said i was going to do those are for me the practices and habits that i've put and are now keeping me in remission so now we move on to the final pillar which is open-mindedness Open-mindedness refers to the tendency to be receptive to new ideas and information. Open-mindedness is the willingness to be open to ideas against one's beliefs, plans, standards, or goals, and to weigh such evidence fairly when it is available. Your healing is based on a lot of things, but one thing you have to be is adaptable. You have to be adaptable. And the only way to be truly adaptable is to be open-minded. Like I said, life is life and life is going to life. Things are not going to go the way that you plan. But when you are open-minded, you learn to go with the flow and accept that you are not always going to be in control. And that is part of the plan. Isn't that beautiful? And when you accept that you can grow and you can adapt and the adversity that comes no longer looks like adversity, but all it looks like is, is okay, a little challenge that I'm going to get through. Boom. Beautiful. It is so beautiful being open-minded. And open-mindedness is a superpower for greatness. Um, and I put the example of children. You know, I have a son. He's very young. And he's shown me so much about how I should approach life. And how we were originally made to approach life. We can learn so much from children. And one, you need to embrace your position as a student of life. And two, you need to think like a child. Life is unpredictable. You must be ready to adapt. The only way to be adaptable in a healthy and constructive way is by cultivating open-mindedness. And I put this quote, a teachable spirit is being willing to be a student in any area you lack, to seek out knowledge and truth in order to grow in humility, wisdom, and excellence. And here I have some open-mindedness affirmations. Number one, my biggest strength is having an open-minded spirit. Number two, I am capable of adapting and solving any problem that I am faced with in my journey in life. Number three, I do not know everything, and that is the beauty of life. Number four, I am capable of healing in a creative, unique, and beautiful way. Number five, the little version of me needs my love, and I need him slash her to guide me throughout life. Six, it's okay for things not to go my way because God has a better plan for me. Boom. Psst. I'm going to say that one again. Number six, it's okay for things not to go my way because God has a better plan for me. Number seven, I will get the most out of my role as a student of life, which will lead to wisdom and growth. Number eight, I choose adaptability over creating suffering. And number nine, when I open my heart, I allow my mind to be free. Okay, y'all, we have used the five pillars of empowered psychology in order to create our proactive health system. And now I'm going to go through proactive health 
essentials. So congratulations, you have established a basic understanding of yourself and your intentions around creating a system of proactive health. Now let's identify the 10 proactive health essentials. Number one is establishing your relationship with God. Number two is being emotionally honest with yourself and others. Number three is finding the correct team of providers for you. So that includes your primary care physician for women, your woman's health care provider, psychiatrist, therapist, mentors, etc. You need to find the correct team of providers for you. Four is to create your support system within your family, friends, and community. Five is establishing a journaling practice. Six is to develop a daily health checklist. Number seven is to discover and develop your creativity. Number eight is to forgive yourself and others. And number nine is adaptability through emotional regulation and coping strategies. And guys, we are done. Now you can go free yourself and get in remission or, and or stay in remission. I am so proud of this philosophy. And before I go, I just want to share... A mini testimony about how this played out in my life so as some of y'all know and if y'all don't know go watch my um, season one I go through all that I've gone through throughout my journey conquering lupus and my second flare my second flare knocked me out of my feet I got a really bad arthritis flare it was super bad and I had to spend one year recovering and going through treatments and honestly, I finally broke down this philosophy I created on proactive health through my experience. I didn't even know I was creating this system, but looking back at my journaling practices and all that I went through and all that I created for myself, I finally mapped out this, this system, which is a proactive health system. And I've been building this for one year. Um, luckily, I got lucky and I got in the hands of Dr. Jaw, who restored, helped me restore my health. And I want to thank her. And I thank her every day. I'm grateful for her every single day. She's in my prayers every single day because she is the reason why I don't, I don't want to cry, but I may cry. She's the reason why I am where I am right now and why am I ex why I am experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. I give her the, all the glory and thanks. God, of course, number one. My family, my son, my friends, my mentors. Thank you all so much for being here for me. Because, wow. Um, wow. It's just a miracle. And I spent the whole year that I was recovering creating this system. Luckily, I got in the hands of Dr. Ja, who cared about me. Um, and from there I said, you know what, like I'm done with this illness because this illness was causing me a lot of anxiety um, because it's so unpredictable and it is so scary that I was getting a lot of anxiety and mental health issues, depression, um, and because I, I didn't know if it was going to come back and I was scared. I was living in fear every single day and I said, you know what, like I need to find a group of doctors who care about me because the reason why I was sick and why I was in going through a flare for so long is because I had doctors who didn't care about me. And I made it a priority. I said, you know what? I'm going to have a doctor, number one, number one, who cares about me, and number two, who knows what they're doing. So I started to set up appointments. I set up appointments with, of course, my rheumatologist, who I already know cared about me and two, knew what she was doing. But then I found a primary care physician, a gynecologist, a renal doctor, an eye doctor, um, and yeah, I think that's about it um, for now. But um, those are the doctors that I needed to make sure that my lupus was in check. And I went to each appointment. I said, okay, before we start, um, I need to know, number one, that you care about me. And if you don't, I, I want to find another physician. You have to have that conviction. And and, and stand up for yourself. That is you advocating for yourself because in this journey and in this healthcare system here that we have in the United States, that is literally the only way you will survive. 
I'm telling you this right now. So I, I literally told my doctors, okay, first of all, one, you have to care about me. And two, you have to know what you're doing. And if you don't have those two qualities, I don't want to see you. And wow, my doctors have been so amazing. And it's just amazing that I can walk into these appointments and know that they know my name, they know my family, they know what I'm doing, and that they care about me, and that they have my back, and they want me to be healthy. That, that, that alone, to me, is medicine, love. That alone to me has ensured vitality and safety within my journey and within my proactive health philosophy. That, it is very powerful. And so I spent the year um, establishing these relationships, going to my appointments, being open. I'm not being annoying. If something came up, I would message them. Communication is super important. Now I'm getting an idea. I need to make a, an episode about communication because communication is very, very important. So I established this relationship. I was taking care of myself. Um, last year was a little complicated with my emotions because like I said, I was scared of this illness. Um, but in July, I had a mini flare. And I touched on this uh, in my last video. I had a mini flare in July and it was really, really, really scary. Um, and it was scary it was a mini flare the lupus came back and it attacked me in a way that i had never ever been attacked before and i look back now and i handled that like a champ and because i had a proactive health system i had a group of providers i had my family and my friends that i could reach out to i went to go get help and because these physicians had relationships with me they were invested in the process of helping me get through this. And what was supposed to be a long flare ended up being resolved in one week and it was because of the system. When I came to them with my symptoms, they all worked together to figure it out. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yes, it was painful and it was scary, but it ended up being nothing. It ended up being something that could be resolved and it was resolved within one week now did it take two weeks to recover yes but at least i resolved it within one week and it didn't turn into a catastrophe and it is because of this proactive healthcare system and now that i have gone through that i can tell you now i'm not afraid of this illness if this illness comes back and wants to attack me that's fine because i know that i have prepared myself with a bulletproof armor designed by god to help me go through whatever it is that I need to go through. I know I have an army behind me as well that one knows what they're doing in regards to their to my physicians. They know what they're doing and they care about me and also have support within my family, my son, God, and my friends. And I have everything I need in case anything goes down. Again, I'm not afraid anymore and it is because of this proactive health system. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, um, which is episode one of season two. Uh, thank you for believing in empowered psychology and supporting me. And I hope that you take this and apply it to your life. And I want to hear your testimonies. If you go through this practice, please um, take pictures and send me, um, tag me, send me videos, send me messages about how this is working for you because we need to free ourselves. We don't have to live a life of fear. We don't have to live a life of illness. We don't have to live a life of pain. We don't have to. You can get out of this and you will. So thank you guys so much for tuning into today's video and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.